What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, DiMontobano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Just a few short days away from the NFL draft. We got a couple positions left to get through. We got some my guys to get through in these next few days. The big boards, our final mock draft. We are grinding out some content for the people. We got the running backs today. Really interesting group. Pretty deep group, honestly. Very yeah. deep. Yeah, this this position group is one of the deepest, I think, in the class. And just it's so crazy with the amount of running backs still on the free agent market, too. I feel like it's all just like feeding into each other why these people, some of these guys are still not signed yet. Definitely. Definitely. Let's get right into it. We're going to start with Dean today. Dino, start us off. Who you got at number five? Oh, a lot of pressure. This one's really hard because I really like my four and my five a lot. But if anyone knows me, when it comes to draft prospects, I totally lean into more of the high, slightly higher floor guys opposed to the higher ceiling guys. So for that reason, number five is going to be Devon A-Chain out of Texas A&M. I mean, this is the guy that you want on your Madden Ultimate team. There's no way around it. There's going to be people doing it when he's released into Madden Ultimate team next year in Madden 23 or whatever after he gets drafted, but he's a guy so just disrespectful. on what's, what's disrespectful about that. Come on, man. Madden, Madden 24. It'll be 24, but come on. It's no, but, but they drop, they update them into the games for 23. Sure. It'll still be 23 when they drop them into the game. Oh, okay. Good shit. Dean. Keep it going, baby. I fucking God. You're good. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, no, it just says unreal, unreal speed. I mean, it, well, very small, 5'8", 188 pounds, very small frame, 4'3", 240, though. I mean, if you give this guy a tiny bit of room, he's just he's just taking it to the crib. And he, he, this is going to be a guy who, if he gets considerable playing time and he, he gets a two to three down role in this league, and can stay healthy, he's going to have a good amount of house calls. We're going to see it in ESPN top 10 plays. That's just who this guy is. I actively recognize, though, that this is, you know, a highly boost boom or bust prospect. You know, we have seen this speed in the league at the NFL, at the running back position in the NFL, but, you know, only a few handful of times, but not with a frame this small. Uh, obviously the most notable, I guess you would think about is like Chris Johnson, but you know, that being said, I would say a chain's first step acceleration is about as scary as Chris Johnson's, but on tape, I saw several instances and this is really what sold me on Devon a chain. Cause I was not expecting to have this kind of prospect at the running back position in my top five, but there were a few times where he showed a ton of patience to decide on which hole to really just zoom through and he executed executes it really well with that really small frame shedding a ton of arm tackles getting to the second level and and really it was akin to Le'Veon Bell so when you have that first step acceleration of Chris Johnson and then you do have that awareness and patience as uh my bad I did I say Le'Veon Bell again I meant first step acceleration of Chris Johnson and then like like I just said have tiny flashes of one of the most patient running backs in the league at Le'Veon Bell waiting for that hole to open up and just because this is a guy who just needs a little bit of room and he's gone so uh Devon A-Chain is going to be my number five 
Nice. So Dean's got Devon A-Chain at five, right? You got A-Chain anywhere? Yeah, I got A-Chain at five as well. Um, I'm similar to Dean in just the sense that, especially when it comes to the running back position, I don't really usually buy into like the flash and speed all that too much. Uh, but this guy's a home run hitter, and like Dean's, Dean said it perfectly, he really did impress me on tape with his patience. He does a really good job of letting blocks develop, and he hits the backside holds really, really well. He's got a great change of direction, and when he puts his foot in the ground, he can change quick, and then he just goes 0-60 to 60 in a blank. Uh, true home run hitter, but you have to understand what you're getting with this guy. He's gonna not going to be a three-down back. He's got going to be a guy who plays his role. You know, He's going to be part of a committee be the uh the lightning to someone else's thunder if you will and but i mean that's what offensive want in, these, in this uh nfl today they want speed speed kills it's a copycat league like we all say um and his his receiving ability return ability too i think he'll be a kick returner from day one and it just g- gives a, a nice jolt into a team's offense so i expect a team like the dolphins to take a look at him maybe uh maybe day uh round three with one of their third round picks i think they have multiple i think the dolphins make a, a lot of sense for someone like this for someone like him all right, so both boys got Devon A-Chain at five. I have A-Chain at seven. Um, the weight just kind of concerns me. You guys are both hitting it dead on the head. Uh, love his patience. Love how he sets up his blockers, lets them get out, and he can explode through holes. Uh, All-American track star at the 100-meter and the 200-meter in college. So this guy's an absolute burner. Um as soon as he gets into the second level, he's he's fucking gone. He's really, really impressive. I was actually more impressed with him than I thought I'd be, and I still landed with him at seven just because I think some of the upside of some of these other guys is just a little bit higher at that weight. Um, he's a decent receiver, and I think that's probably going to be his his early role in the NFL. still think he, he has some drop issues when stuff is outside of his frame, but – He's gonna get. He's gonna be a guy that teams want to get on the field early, have mismatches with. And Ray, I also wrote down the uh, role immediately as a, as a kick returner. He's gonna be on special teams immediately. He's a really good player. He's gonna be a day two pick for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see what other running back he's paired with uh, on the team that he's drafted with. Give a little little lightning and thunder action. But he's a good player. I feel like a team um, like I feel like a team like. Um... I said Miami, but also a team like Houston, I feel like would be he'd be good as like a running back two in that system, or even Atlanta. I feel like he'd be that's just a good complimentary piece to the guys they already have. And uh, one other thing too, I think we all said we were both all kind of like surprised that we liked him that much too. But one thing I didn't really mention, like I feel like his his game is outside runs. You know, you want him in space, but his ability to work through traffic on the in in between the tackles too really impressed me. I think that's what really uh, sold him as my number five this, in this uh, group. Right, he he does run really hard. For a guy at that size, it's just how often does 188 hold up? And I know his speed is elite, um, but I struggle to put guys at that weight in my top five. Just Fair. it's hard. I hate betting on outliers, and that's what it is. Um, for me, at number five is the guy that I've been talking up all week for the past few weeks. I got Izzy Banacanda from from Pittsburgh. Youngest player in the draft at 20 years old, five foot 10, 216 pounds. This guy's got unbelievable vision. I'd love watching him play. His spatial awareness is crazy. He has a really good ability to get skinny in between defenders and in between his blockers, even at 216. He he doesn't look 216 when you watch him on tape. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch him. He looks smaller, but um he does have good size. And once he gets into the second level, 
He is an absolute demon in the open field. His run style kind of reminds me of Brees Hall, especially when he gets to the second level. He's not as physical as Brees, especially down near the line of scrimmage, but he is so good going untouched with his one-cut ability. Gets through the hole, makes one guy miss, and he's fucking gone. Um, Over 1,500 yards this year, had 20 touchdowns. He's just a home run hitter in every sense of the word. You rarely ever see him get caught. Didn't didn't, uh, run or do anything at the combine, but at the pro day, 4-4-40. Had a 41-inch vertical. This guy's an elite athlete, and he's still super young, like I mentioned, only 20 years old. Um, massive production this year, like I said. Nine nine of 11 games went for over 100 yards, including a 322-yard and six-touchdown performance against Virginia Tech. That tape is absolutely absurd. If you haven't watched it, please do. Um, some of the weaknesses. Like I mentioned, he's not as physical as a guy like Brees is. He only averaged 2.7 yards after contact, but I think this is going to improve because that offensive line for Pittsburgh was pretty awful this past year. He got hit a ton behind the line of scrimmage. So I I think that number will get a little bit better. He does have a tendency to run a little bit high, um, but even when he's getting hit in the backfield, I always feel like he tries to spin out of it. He always tries to fall forward, which I really like. He definitely needs to drop the pads more. He, like I said, he, he runs a little bit high. If he drops his pads more and he can get a little bit more physical towards the line of scrimmage and then use his speed to break runs, I think he could be a really, really special player. Doesn't offer much as a wide receiver right now. I think he only had 12 catches last year. So primarily a first down, second down player. I saw the comp of, uh, of Tevin Coleman a lot. I really like that comp. I think he's got a little more juice than Tevin Coleman. Um, but I like that that one cut ability, really strong runner in between the tackles. So I think he could play in almost any scheme, but in these uh, in these zone running schemes, he's going to be a really effective runner. So um, got Izzy Abenakanda at five. Yeah, he, he's outside of my top five, but he's got the um, the athleticism, straight line speed, like you said, as like a, a one cut guy. The lack of receiving ability kind of concerns me, and just uh, overall lack of just physicality as a runner. Is a little bit uh, concerning. That's why I would take someone like A-Chain who doesn't really have the size and weight, but I feel like he has a little bit better contact balance and a little bit more home run ability too. Nice. Uh, so let's move on to number four. Dino, who you got at number four? Uh, my number four guy uh, was a senior bowl show, show out, if you will. Hell yeah. And that is going to be Tajay Spears, of course, 5'9", 201. He ran a four five four forty, and just like I said, he absolutely lit it up in the Senior Bowl, especially with his sh- showing off his receiving prowess, which he didn't get to do a ton down in Tulane. But it, he was hot. He's just a highly talented, highly explosive, and highly productive back, uh, especially the past two years where uh, this year he was just shy of 600 yards, 1,600 yards, I apologize, and 19 touchdowns, which is just crazy. Added up about a little bit over 200 yards and two touchdowns to the air as well. Uh, he's definitely slightly small, but he, he could do it all. And he and while watching the tape and especially the Senior Bowl, he did give me slight – I have most notably heard comps with Aaron Jones, which I see, but – the receiving prowess, I did see slight Eckler vibes uh, while watching, 
And although that would, of course, be his ceiling in the passing game, considering Eckler's a beast, I really can see that his ground capabilities could definitely surpass the likes of an Austin Eckler. And Tajay Spears is just going to be a guy that I think could just be a day one starter for you and genuinely be a a multi-year guy that, I mean, probably not a guy you get on a second year, you know, a second contract as we've seen in the NFL. That is really not kind of the way things are going unless you are all world talent like a Christian McCaffrey. But a Tajay Spears is going to be a guy that you're very happy with after those first four years. And I'm, I'm fairly certain of it. Love it, Dino. Ray, you got Spears anywhere? I got Spears at four as well. Uh, you know, tough I hate, look. When, I'm, tough I look hate, bit, I hate yeah. when I align with Ray. No, I preach, bro. I preach. I really, I thought about changing it. Good. Get I a little bit more. Like... Get a little bit more in depth into this one. I made these. I made these concise for the boys. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, I know a lot of people say he doesn't really have an NFL frame, but I think he's kind of like he's lean and everything. He's muscle muscular. I think he's only like two hundred one or something like that, but. I think he has the frame to hold up. He kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the Cook brothers. I think he, I thought more Dalvin, but a little bit James in him too. Just the way his like running style is one cut. He gets through the hole really fast. He explodes. He has some real highlight, real plays against um, USC. And then who was the conference championship game? I think UCF. UCF. Where he he just had some absolute fuck, like straight up top like sports center top ten runs. Um, he runs a little bit too upright for my liking, and he kind of holds the ball out there. I know he doesn't really have fumble concerns. I think he only had like two this past year, if I'm not mistaken. But just the way he holds it, I feel like it could be a problem in the future. But overall, he's he's a home run hitter. I love him for his own uh, running scheme. He, his one cut ability is great, and he gets skinny through the hole and explodes out of it. So he's going to be someone who can play. I think all three downs, like Dean mentioned, he showed out at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think there was some, there was some a little bit of injury history too, where, and he got obviously got fed like a motherfucker this past year, so you don't really like to see that all too much. But players. yeah, but um, think he's going to be a productive rookie contract running back, and I mean, if he all goes well, he can get a second contract. I think. Yeah, I also have Spears at four. The boys are all aligned. Um, Ray, you mentioned the injury. I think he had an ACL two years ago. Or three years ago, can't remember when it was, but he did have an ACL injury, but came back healthy after that. And you guys hit it hit it really well. I'll just go over a couple of things. Ray, you mentioned he runs a little high. I kind of saw the opposite. I thought he ran with really good pad leverage. I thought he's always low to the ground, makes him really really tough to take down. Four point five yards after contact, but I think his best trade, his best ability, is that start and stop. Yeah. He can cut on a dime and not lose any speed. It's really, really impressive the way he lets his blockers set up and he kind of just waits and waits and waits and then explodes. He's a really, really good player. The versatility to be a really good receiving back is definitely there. The frame is an issue, but I think he's kind of compact like like the Cook brothers, like a Michael Carter, and I think he can handle 200-plus touches if you need him to. He's going to struggle in pass protection. There's there's no way around it. He's a small guy. Um, and I don't think he's going to be an every down back to start, but this is a guy you can throw into committee and he's going to be really productive to start. And I think he can fit in almost any scheme. Yeah, he I is think- tough, but he is tough between the tackles too. He, he is. He's not just an outside runner. I feel like just today's NFL too, every, everyone's in a committee nowadays. So I feel like he's like a, a nice lottery ticket, but very low risk where you can throw him in the committee. He can do a little bit of everything. And then if all goes well, he can maybe get like a real uh, stranglehold on that job. Right. It's it's really tough with the the running backs when, when I was ranking them. 
one, because there's so many and they all kind of blend together. And two, you're not ranking them with any sort of scheme with them. So like, it's tough to place some of these guys. Cause like he's got more versatility than a guy like Izzy, but in, in the right scheme, you know what I mean? So, um, but Tajay Spears, a highly productive player and most likely a, a day two guy as well. Let's move on to our number threes. Are we going to have the same three, yeah. two, one here as well? Do you know who you got a three? Oh, Rayson, no, I love Ooh. that. Okay, I I want to. I mean, I want to first say I wanted to so bad make Sack Charbonnet <laughs> my number two, like so unreal bad. I wanted to have him outside my top five originally. <laughs> oh, dude, I watched him and I only saw my boy legit the whole time. And obviously, we all know who RB1 is, Damian Harris for the New England Patriots. I thought it was David Montgomery. No, well, Demont's Demont's right there. (laughs) They're both RB1 because they're both both kind of exactly how I'm going to explain Charbonnet right now. And, you know, Zach Charbonnet, perfect size, perfect frame, great speed too. I I know that he definitely surprised a bit with his 40. He's six foot, 214. He had a four five three forty, which was which was really really nice, uh, especially to real like especially for obviously this process. A lot of what you want to see in a running back, and just like Ray said, it's a copycat league. You really want to see the top end speed, especially in your running backs. You know to bring it to the crib at any time. The the excitement it doesn't only relay as far as ratings goes; it relays as far as what NFL offenses want to do. And uh, this guy just does everything right. And he will be an instant starter in the NFL, I'm sure. But three down back, he and honestly, he'll be probably constantly undermined and underrated because he lacks. Just like I said, I mean, he showed in his forty the breakaway speed. But when I watched the tape, I didn't really see a ton of it. And if he does lack that speed, to every once in a while break it eighty to the crib, and he's not a guy who's going to juke someone out of their shoes. Those guys tend to be undervalued and undermined in the NFL, but. Hey, they make good several, several year starting running backs, just like Damian Harris, just like David Montgomery. Charbonnet is just a very, very high floor guy. He does a ton of things great. His great size, great consistency, great ball security, great toughness, great hole penetration. Hey, uh, just he always falls forward, takes anything that's given to him. He doesn't dance around hoping for more and He's going to be reliable pass blocker. So uh, this guy is just awesome. I- I'm very, very, very happy getting him at the back end of the two. If I don't have a, a reliable starter right now or or the front end of the third, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy. Nice. So Dino's got Zach Charbonnet at number three. Ray, you got Charbonnet here? I got Charbonnet in my top five. I got him at number two. I did what Dino did not have the balls to do. Oh, I put him at two. I happy, happy he didn't because that would have really pissed me off and made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I just love everything about what I saw about him. Um, didn't really look like a Pac-12 running back. I know he's a Michigan transfer. So funny, legitimately just a Big Ten player. He plopped out west, which is hysterical. Um, for someone his size, like Dean said, six foot two fourteen. He's got wiggle to him, too. He's got a little bit of upper body wiggle, which I like. It's not going to be a blazer, but I don't really care too much. I don't need a 4-3 running back. He's got elite vision and elite patience, which he waits for the, the holes to open up. Um, good good lateral agility, too, where it's not like 
it's not the same thing as obviously as like an A chain type player with just his size, but he's able to make very sudden movements in open field to really throw off the tackler. And I love for a runner his size, he does run a little upright, but at the tackle point, he plays behind his pads, and he, like Dean said, he always falls forward, which I love. This is just someone I see being a three down running back who can do it all. And it, he could actually be a bell cow, which I love. This, that's why I have him above uh, someone like Gibbs, who I guess we'll get to in a little bit. But um, and then I guess some of the negatives, the average speed people will like ding him for doesn't really bother me too much. And he's never going to be a chess piece in the passing game where you can flex him out wide or um, anything like that. He's a, he's a capable catcher, obviously, but he's just not going to be someone that you can use in a variety of different ways. But. Again, I want my running back to run the ball between the tackles and someone who can get those dirty yards and he can do it as well as hit the home run. Nice. So we got our first little mix mix for uh for Ray and Dean. Good stuff. So Ray's got Charbonnet at two. I have Charbonnet at three. Um, this dude is just an absolute bitch to tackle. He runs so hard yeah. every play. And Ray, I, I also wrote that down. Just does not look like a Pac 12 player at all. It's actually hilarious that he literally looks like he should be playing back at Michigan. Um, patience, contact balance, and vision. Big big three keys for all running backs. This guy's got it. Really tough in between the tackles. 4.2 yards after contact. Really good ball security. Only two fumbles in his whole career with over 600 carries. Great production. 39 career touchdowns. Um, he's not going to flex out as a wide receiver, like Ray said, but I do think he's kind of an underrated, uh, an underrated receiver. Saw him a ton of times look good in catching screen passes, catching swing passes, and he's got enough juice to, to make a guy miss and then get 10 yards. The explosive plays are not going to really be there, but, um, for your 10 yard, 20 yard gains, he's, he's going to churn yards out. Um, so he's a really, really good player, definite day two guy. And I think he does have a chance to go ahead of Gibbs. I think I would still probably put my money on Gibbs to be the second one taken behind Bijan, but a really good player and should see a lot of touches in year one. I mean, I think you give him a little, I think you guys gotta give him a little bit more credit on his home run ability. I think he had about 24 carries over 15 yards. And I think what makes really separates him 806 yards after contact. You mentioned, you said it like that guy is an absolute problem to bring down. I fucking love, I love Charbonnet, man. If it, there wasn't a uh, Bijan in this class, he was going to be one, obviously. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, he's just, that, an that is how numbers work, right? He, yeah. He's just an interesting guy. Cause he doesn't like, feel like he doesn't wow you with anything. And then you look up in the box score and he's got 17 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so, but he's just a really productive player. So mm-hmm. we'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Let's go to Jameer Gibbs because that's who we're that's who we're talking about next. Dean, you want to start on Gibbs? No, nah, I started on everyone. You, you you start on Gibbs. You want me to start on Gibbs? Yeah. All right. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, a really interesting player. Elite speed, gets going fast and explodes through holes. His, the lateral quickness is just absolutely absurd. Um, can turn on a corner, stop on a dime in an instant. He runs with really good pace. I love the way he sets up guys uh, with his eyes and his feet. They move in tandem. And then once he gets by, by that first level, once he gets into the second level, he turns on the juice. He is an absolute nightmare in the open field with corners and safeties going one-on-one against him. 
He's a mismatch. He's the best receiver of these running backs. He can be an elite slot receiver if you need him to be. Smooth route runner, natural hands. He is going to be a chess piece in a league that is all about chess pieces and mismatches right now. Um, some concerns. Uh, the frame is is the big one for me. He's 5'9", 199. He doesn't look 199, honestly, on tape. He looks closer to 185 on tape. So going to be interesting to see what his role is, especially towards the goal line. I think he only had two career touchdowns on goal-to-goal plays. So probably not going to be your goal line back, but everything outside the uh, outside the 20s is going to be all Jameer Gibbs. The lower body it is small and it's slight with frame. Doesn't really withstand tackles in the box. Needs to make a guy miss at the next level. So um, going to be interesting to see how his progression and his strength improves at the next level. And with that, the, the pass protection is just not really going to be there. He tries really hard in, in pass protection, but he's a small guy. He's, he's going to have some issues holding up at the next level, but you're not always going to want him out there to, to pass protect. But he's a really, really dynamic player. And like I said, he's a chess piece of all chess pieces, uh, especially in this class. I, I really like that you brought up at the end there the, the problems with pass pro because that was definitely a big red dink that I had, but I, I essentially had everything you said. I think you covered it perfectly. I guess just one thing I'd add, and you probably even said this, but you know, I, I put down that he doesn't only have like the Tyreek Hill peace sign speed like Devin A chain, but his just his start stop ability is the best in this draft and will be up there in all of the NFL as far as the start stop ability go. And you know, obviously, I we've heard people talk about it. it it's it's Alvin Kamara ish. So it, th- that's probably be the only thing I'd add. But for that reason, he's number two. He just to have a guy like that, and we've seen it for the Saints with Kamara is just it's priceless. Ray, you want to uh, go on Gibbs? Yeah, no, I mean he's my running back three. I think just the, what separates. What separated him and uh, Charbonnet? I just don't see him as. I don't think he has three down potential. He's a little. He's a little slender, but you said it. Dynamic player is the, like the perfect way to put him. He's like an all satellite team type of guy. Uh, an offensive coordinator who uh, worth his worth his paycheck is going to be able to love using him, even though he his uh, limitations in pass protection on third down. A team's going to uh, split him out wide, definitely get him on the field as any way you can because he he goes here to hundred real quick. This guy. Um, Team's going to fall in love with him. I do think he ends up being the second running back taken just because of the upside, just because of where we're at in the league now. Just And he he's like a he's a legit receiver. He can run routes downfield, which is besides uh, Bijan, I don't think any other running backs really have that ability in this class. So I do think uh, immediately he's going to be more of a third down back, not going to have like anywhere close to 200 carries in my opinion. I think he'll probably be around that like 150, 125 mark. But that if that's where he's working at his best, if uh, that's I mean, as a day two pick, you can do that and just still get your money's worth. So yeah, and I know I know Dean mentioned Alvin Kamara. Honestly, I kind of hate that comparison. I've been seeing that so often, and I honestly just don't see it outside of they have dreads and they wear the the tape on, on their whoa, arm. Whoa, whoa. Are you are you trying to tell me I'm a racist, Sauce? No, I'm just saying that's been 
brought up a million times. Yeah, no, it has. And um, I, I didn't I didn't really mean it as an overall prospect. I meant it just for his predominantly his start stop ability, which I said was Alvin Kamara-ish. Yeah. I, um I think the reason I don't see that comp as much um is the contact balance. Alvin Kamara is arguably the greatest contact balance running back like I've seen in the last 20 years. That guy never gets pushed off and Gibbs just doesn't have that. Honestly, I see more McCaffrey, especially coming out. I think when Christian first got into the NFL, he really struggled, especially in between the tackles. He used to get taken down so easily, but then started to put on a little weight and got used to the NFL. I think Gibbs could have a similar trajectory where maybe he struggles early if they try to give him too many carries. But once he starts getting used to the NFL, he is a little bit more slender than than uh than christian mccaffrey i think they came out at relatively similar weights but i do think his trajectory could be similar to mccaffrey where he figures it out year two year three and then he really hits the ground running because he is a chess piece like like mccaffrey but i just didn't see the same type of contact balance that that alvin kamara has which honestly makes him so great Really good point, Sauce. I I do see the Kamara comp personally. I don't know if it is just the dreads and the tape, like you said. I know a lot of people have said that, but I can't unsee <laughs> Kamara. I just I see Kamara when I watch him. But yeah, you, same. You, but the number one def, uh, detriment to his game is that contact is that contact balance. He gets knocked back at the tackle point like far too often. He goes down a little too easy for my liking. But you said it. I mean, his his receiving ability is what's going to get him drafted as high as he goes. Right. All right, fellas, let's talk about Bijan. Ray, you can start first. I just want to ask, is Bijan the best running back prospect we've seen in the last 10 years? Um, I'm going to go no. Uh, 10 was years. Be- what, what year was is he, it, 2013? Was he better than Saquon? It's just, it's just him or Saquon. Uh, I guess. I guess, yeah. I wasn't a Saquon guy, though. So That's tough. Saquon was so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I mean, right. I, you know, I, I, Saquon, I always We're Ohio State fan. Well, I mean, I just always, I mean, he, I his the knock on him for me was always just he's kind of a he was always a little soft in my opinion. I feel like he was a little too patient, and th- those were the things why I wasn't the biggest fan of him. But besides the point, Bijan is elite, and what makes Bijan so different? We said it kind of about Gibbs, but Bijan is legitimately a wide receiver. He is like the reverse Debo Samuel in the sense that he's a full-time running back, but he can play like a full-time receiver too. It's crazy. Uh, I see a lot of Reggie Bush in his game, to be honest. He's a little bigger, which is pretty scary to see. Uh, what is he, 5'11", 215. So his frame is, that's like exactly what you want in an NFL running back. Ran a 4'4", 640, so that box gets checked. And he's just overall just a really explosive athlete uh, for the position. The most expl- most um the most elusive player in this draft by far. He makes magic happen on the field. It's kind of crazy. That's why I get that Reggie Bush vibe. Just the way he runs, he kind of just runs all twitched up like that too, which I really like. But he's not afraid to lower lower his pads too and just run through a guy's chest, which I which I really love. Um, I don't know how high he's going to end up going. I think he ends up going a lot higher than uh, all the media is lending on right now. I think he ends up being a top 15 player just because of his ability in the past game. The way he tracks the ball downfield, it really is rare for the position. Like uh, Gibbs, I think he's going to be an offensive coordinator's wet dream. I think they're going to use him in all sorts of different, <laughs> all sorts of different looks. I think he gets fifteen hundred uh, all-purpose yards as a rookie, and 
only it's only gonna go off from there. Shit, fifteen hundred. All right, Dino, talk to our talk about our boy Bijan. Yeah, no, I I mean I wrote down, I I wrote down that honestly, if you are listening to this right now, you should pop on Bijan Robinson highlights because it's magic. You should just watch it. It, it speaks for itself. I loved. Loved, loved what Ray said about Debo, that he's the reverse Debo Samuel. I did not think about that at all, and Debo's my fucking boy. And I was touting that him this year, when he was playing basically as a running back for the Niners, that he was a top 10 running back, and I felt very strongly about that, while still being a a top-tier receiver in the NFL. And that is exactly what Bijan Robinson is going to be at the next level. And I'm actually very interested in where he goes because then we could further kind of dissect and maybe understand how he's going to be used. But ultimately, he should be just nonstop on the field and be moved around and really should not be at all used in a traditional sense. And for that reason, it's making me think that I don't think that he would be the best fit in Philadelphia. I don't really see them doing that. Um, I know they didn't do it with their running backs in, in recent memory for sure. But uh, I also, I feel like I disagree though with Ray. I still think he will be towards the back half of the first round. I just think that because of this, and it's not because, you know, he's up there with Saquon as the best running back prospect in the past 10 years. It it isn't even off of that. It really is. This is a very deep running back draft class. And I would definitely say one of the most deep in the past 10 years. And for that reason, and just everyone understanding that if you go through the best running backs in the league right now, out of the top 15, you 10 of them are probably third or fourth rounders, which I feel like NFL GMs, they just want to more and more value other positions and I I feel like we are getting closer to just running backs never being a top 10 top 15 consideration so for that reason I, I don't think he'll be top 15 but I would not be shocked and I don't and I think it would be worth it if he was he, he's different and I really do like the Debo Samuel comp that's really cool reverse Debo yeah I, I really struggle to kind of put him in a spot in in the first round because Dean I agree with you I think teams are are getting smarter about not taking running backs in in the first round and finding the value but in a draft that has so few elite players like this one the teams just say I don't care he's so good that we have to take him I mean there's been buzz about Atlanta at eight at Chicago at nine like that, I mean, that would be crazy. Atlanta, if either of those, justify, teams, you can't justify eight or nine, though. It's that's what I'm saying. I I think that it would be crazy for those Philly, teams to take him. You're gonna go Derrick Henry, maybe. I, I I don't see it. Sorry to cut you off. It, it's I, yeah. I just I struggle to find the spot for him, but he's so talented mm-hmm. that I think a team would be willing to take him inside the top fifteen. I do think he goes top fifteen, honestly, just because he's so dynamic. You guys really hit it. Um, I did just want to mention the the missed tackles this year. When you watch him on tape, it's unbelievable. 104 missed tackles this year. Oh, my God. The n- number one in the country since 2014. So absolutely ridiculous. The only true three-down running back in this class. Um, the only 
weakness. It's not even a, a weakness because this is going to get cleaned up in the NFL. Said so like most great college running backs, he looks to bounce a lot of plays instead of hitting the hole when he needs to get four or five yards. I said the exact same thing happened with Saquon. He got into the league. He tried to bounce it. Year two, you saw him finish with more power, and that's the running back that Saquon is now. Bijan's going to have the exact same trajectory. Going to be an awesome player from day one. He's really, really talented. It's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. So we all got Bijan at good, number good one. Job, good job noting that weakness. I forgot to mention that too, but I also do think that could just be the Texas's offensive line was abysmal, dude. The amount of, he, he was making, he had to, he was like running for his life behind the line of scrimmage, making people miss it. So I don't know if that was kind of like a result of it, but I did have written down. He sometimes makes one too many moves just, but I do think that's just kind of just a innate quality of just elite running backs at the college level. Right. So let's go through our top fives real quick. Dino, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, at five, I had, Oh no, sorry. At one, I had Bijan Robinson. Two, Jameer Gibbs. Three, Zach Charbonnet. Four, Tajay Spears out of Tulane. And five, Devon A. Chain out of AM. Probably should have said colleges for all of them, but it's all good. Ray, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, pretty similar to Dean's. I got Bijan at one, Charbonnet at two, because I'm a real man. Three, uh, Jameer <laughs> Gibbs. Four, Tajay Spears. And then five, Devon A. Chain. Nice. Uh, I have Bijan at one, I have Gibbs at two. Zach Charbonnet at three, Tajay Spears at four, and then I got Izzy Banakanda at five. Fellas, let's go over a couple guys who just missed out on the top five. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll start. Uh, one player I kind of like, and I just his projection at the next level too, uh, Zach Evans from Ole Miss. He was part of a, a nice committee at Ole Miss this year with uh, Judkins. So he's got a little bit, he's got more tread on the tires than some of these other backs too. He's a, he's a true one cut back, similar to like Tajay Spears type. Not the most elite speed around four or five, but I like him as a dual threat. He can catch, he can run up the middle, he can bounce it outside. So I think he he's someone whose best football is ahead of him, and I think he's a worthy investment either end of day two, early day three. I think you're gonna get really good value there. Nice, like like Zach Evans a lot. Dino, where uh, who you got? Um, I. I... <laughs> You want me to I, I go while this, you figure I it out? This was, I thought this was fun tape, and I, I was really considering just, like, forcing him in my top five just for fun and some shits and gigs, but I couldn't do it out of integrity of being in the industry. Um, and, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but it's got to be Sean Tucker. Uh, I, I love watching him. He's just a he's just a ball of muscle kind of jumping around. He, he reminded me of uh, yeah, very same measurables, too, which I thought was funny when I went to go see it because I was like, I was like, he looks like him. So uh, he, he gave me Doug Martin vibes uh, with the Bucks, who was a very solid fantasy football player and a very solid NFL running back for, for a good amount of time. So uh, I, I feel like John Tucker out of Syracuse has a, has a solid chance to be a, a good contributor in this league. Dougie Martin, the muscle hamster. That all the muscle hamster, baby. All-time fantasy he... football performance, too. I think he had like 60 points. I had him that one year. No big deal. <laughs> yeah sean tucker was an interesting one because i think everybody came into the year assuming that he was going to be a top three back in this class and just didn't have the same type of year um gonna be interesting because he's got a lot of tools he's got juice the guy i, I wanted to mention I, I have him at six is uh is tank bigsby from auburn 5 11 210 great frame for the nfl he's got good blend of power 
and speed, can turn the corner. He's got some bursts. He's got a little wiggle. Over 75% of his production came after contact. That Auburn offensive line was so pathetic. I felt actually bad for him every single game, getting so many touches because he got blown up so often, but with poor offensive line play. But I think he had over 750 of his 900 rushing yards after contact. So really impressive there. Got some big playability, eight carries of 30-plus yards. Um, Didn't do too much out of the backfield as a receiver, but looked comfortable catching the ball. The vision is is what really holds him back. He he leaves a lot of yards on the table just by not hitting the right hole, not bursting through at the right time. Needs to be a little bit more patient, let the offensive line set up, but that could also be a product of the poor offensive line play. He was just trying to make something out of nothing. So he's going to be a really interesting player, Ray. Like you said, for Zach Evans, I think his best football is still ahead of him. So I had Tank Bigsby pretty high at six um, for a guy that just missed for me. Yeah, I kind of wanted to like – Wait, wait, wait. Were we we just saying our number six or just – No, I was just saying a guy that I liked outside. Oh, cool. Okay, Sean Tucker was not my six. But I will will add another guy who, again, who had high pedigree and a guy coming into the year was – touted as a potential you know especially a few weeks into the into the college football season was definitely looked at as being one of the top prospects for the draft even though he was on the older side and that's Mo Ibrahim out of uh out of Minnesota good pull Dean good pull nice it was dude excellent vision the guy's just a football player I mean he's just a football running back he's going to be 25 as a, as a rookie and uh you know highly highly productive he had 20 touchdowns on the ground, just crazy. He's going to be probably the guy, number one guy in this. Obviously, Bijan is in his own world. Let's not even talk about Bijan. Uh, besides Bijan, you know, right with Charbonnet, on short yard situations, Mo Ibrahim is going to be one of the top guys in this draft that you want on your squad. But, um, and, uh, you know, his his uh, athletic measurables were brutal. I, I can't even find them right now, but I remember they were horrible, but that's – that's why he's obviously on the outside looking in, but just a great fo- just a football player. Yeah, it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a back end of day three, maybe priority UDFA, but you're gonna get carries out of him. He's gonna have some production in the NFL for Without sure. A doubt. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's a lot of guys that, that we didn't even mention I, I, that I still like. Dwayne McBride was a good player. Kendra Miller was a good player. Um, Price, like, some, uh, like some stuff from Eric Gray that I, I saw. Like Roshan Johnson backing up Bijan. He he got some got Love some that dudes. guy. Um, Chase Brown is a just a carrying machine, and Deuce Vaughn, right? That's your boy. Where'd yeah, you, say, where'd so you end up having Deuce? Talk about his boy, Deuce, yeah, Deuce. I mean, you know, five five, man. Five five I mean, is tough. Yeah, it's tough. But... <laughs> yeah. I think he gets drafted. He get drafted. That's good, dude. Five five. Yeah, gritty, gritty motherfucker, though. He is, dude. Deuce, there's one play uh, in Deuce Vaughn's tape where. An offensive lineman and a defensive lineman are they're blocking each other, and he legit runs through their arms. He runs underneath their arms. <laughs> they are no like in way. full. They are in full lock extension like this, and he runs under them. That's hysterical. It's unbelievable. I, for, I gotta send you guys that tape. It's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of guys. All those guys that I mentioned, a couple of them could be day two guys, but. A lot of these day three guys are going are going to be really good, and we've seen every team get production out of out of day three guys and UDFA guys. So, um, a ton of guys that that we had to mention that we really like. But good stuff, fellas. Let's get out of here. 
That'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our running back position rankings. Stay with us. We got the safeties coming up. We got my guys coming up. We got our big board top 25s coming up. And then our final predictive mock before the draft on Thursday. Ton of content coming out for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season. Fellas, appreciate you. I wish I-